Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a stomp with a guest to take a little meander into their life. Today on the podcast, I'm speaking to the body coach himself, Joe Wiggs. Joe entered our living rooms during the pandemic in an effort to keep Britain active. Efforts that saw him reach 80 million views, earning him an MBE and raising over half a million pounds for the NHS. Joe is continuing his mission to get the nation moving through his body coach app and YouTube videos, which I absolutely love. We know fitness will be a huge part of this conversation, so I think it's apt that we're out walking. Before we continue on our walk, I'd just like to thank FitFlop for sponsoring this episode of the Stompcast and for keeping my feet well looked after while I record these episodes for you. Of course, you'd be familiar with the fact that we record Stompcast while out on a walk with an amazing guest. However, as I've said before, it's so important to make sure we're wearing the right shoes. If we don't consider our footwear, we could cause problems with our body that could have been avoided if we'd used the right footwear. And thanks to FitFlop, we're able to confidently choose a pair of shoes that we know are flexible, lightweight and contoured to our feet. Thanks to the science in every shoe, each pair of FitFlop is designed to stay comfortable and supportive for long periods of time, meaning you can choose footwear that is suitable for both smooth and flat terrain. And now with FitFlop's Ultralight Neo D Hiker Boot, with responsive cushioning that springs back up after each step, you'll also be able to tackle hiking in the hills. Make sure you check out the full FitFlop range at fitflop.com so that your stomps aren't cut short with unsuitable shoes. Happy stomping. Joe, welcome to Stompcast. Thank you so much for your time. Um, you're a busy man, but you're also a three times over father now. Yeah. <laughs> There's three kids that I'm, you've got looking I've after. Got a, I've got a fresh one now, which is, as you can see, <laughs> I'm tired, mate. I'm looking tired. <laughs> you don't look too tired, which is, which is great. So does it get easier with each child? That's my first... How am I going to start the Stompcast? Does it get easier having more children? Well, I, love, I do love the baby phase. I love everything about it. The only difficult thing, the challenging phase, it's just the broken sleep, right? Because I, I love my sleep and you know how important yeah, it is. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So even though I'm going to bed early, I'm getting to sleep, I'm exercising, I'm doing all that, but it's the ice stinger, man. You wake up at like 3 a.m. and then 4 a.m. and the kid, because the baby's just like breastfeeding through the night. So it is tough, but again, I love being a parent and we always talk about having a big family. So we're three down, we've got another two to go. We is want that five. The plan? five. Yeah, yeah, we want. Wow. I just love big families. Oh. I think it's amazing. So yeah. We're, um, she's settled in well. Her name's Lenny, and my other two kids, like they adore her. So it's been a nice. I love the name Lenny. Transition. Lenny's a beautiful name. It, Thank it's, you. It's interesting because when you had, I mean, you announced that the baby was born. I was like, you know, like you always, all you're really hopeful for anyone is that the baby is born healthy and things. And I was glad to see that. And it's quite interesting because at the same time, my um, my best friend had his newborn, or oh, Carl, really? who I'm the godfather of, and like it was his f- her first child. And I know him so well, and it's. It's fascinating to see how people are like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. I, I'm not too worried. I won't be too tired. I don't mind too much, not too much sleep. Oh my God, like when you're waking up every two or three hours, baby feeding and all that kind of stuff, it does take, like, it's toll. Like, they do look, sorry, Ads and Emma, they did look tired. 
you know, for the first few weeks. Yeah, especially. you can't. You can't really. You, you just got. I mean, I said to myself this morning, like, there's no advice. You just got to ride out. It's not forever. Like it's just they're, they're so as humans, they're so dependent on you, obviously. And it's it's yeah. mainly the feeding because she's fine in the day. She's super chilled. Like she's wicked. But at night, when you're obviously trying to get a solid night's sleep, and I actually woke up this morning at 4 a.m. and I looked round and Marley was there laying in bed talking to me. Le uh, Indy was on the other side and then Lenny was in the middle. There was five of us in the bed and I thought, this is too much. So I got out of bed and took, I said, I carried Indy into her room. I said, come on, let's get in your bed and managed to get a couple more hours sleep. But yeah, it's like, just, I'm out of here. This is, this is, this is, you want five? Yeah, I just think, because you know, the thing, about, the thing about being a parent, you've got, to, it's, all about, it's about teamwork. So I'm doing the school run. So I've slowed things right down. I've had a month off. I've been doing the school run. So my aim is just as soon as they're up, keep them as quiet as possible so that Rosie and Lenny can sleep longer. So when I come back about nine, half nine, she's had another two hours sleep. Do you know what I mean? So it's really about teamwork. And then if I can, I'll have a little workout or a little nap in the afternoon. And that just keeps us all like, you know, in harmony. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess it's kind of, like I say, getting through the first few years and kind of getting to the routine maybe, because people talk about um, kind of your life kind of changing and you like, I, I think some people worry, oh my God, it like does my life end but it, it just changes isn't that right I, no, I don't know I mean look, you, children, you're asking the question like what's parenting really about and I my life really begun when I had kids like I love it we take them traveling I take them to restaurants like you know you just got to keep doing the things you love like you know go camping go to, go to the cinema have meals out of your missus like obviously I've got I'm lucky I've got my mum and Rosie's mum to sort of take the kids for, na for an hour now and again or if we want to have a little evening out so I've I've got that kind of support network but just as long as you keep doing the things you love having kids it just brings more to yeah. it it just brings it into the mix but yeah, I do love it. I mean, she's an amazing little baby. She's so cute. Cracks well, me up. I'm so pleased for you, and it's uh, it's it's a huge congratulations from from me. Thank you, dude. Let's talk about where we are. This this is my second time here. Actually, I, I've walked here before. It's beautiful. About five miles around Virginia Lake. Yeah, I think it's about like I think that. ten or eleven k probably. Yeah, so maybe yeah. a little bit under. But it's maybe beautiful. Yeah. So I used to live in Richmond, and I love Richmond. My back garden was Richmond Park. So I was always in there. Loved yeah. it. But then moving out here, I actually think this is just as spectacular. You don't get the deers. But in terms of the lake and the walk, it is oh, really lovely. Shall we, um, shall we go through our five senses? On the, on the, on the Stompcast, we, we go through the senses and just, I really enjoy it myself because I've kind of come over on the bike and we share our love of bikes, but you kind of, you've been on the road, you're like kind of hyped up a little bit. Yeah. Five senses are great just to relax and for everyone listening and joining the walk now, as I always say, join in with these five senses. What can you see? What can you smell? What can you taste? What can you feel? And what can you hear? So first of all, let's start with sight. Tell us what you see. So Virginia Lake is this beautiful, I presume it's man-made, I don't know, but it's huge. It's a huge lake, completely still, with beautiful trees and forests all around it. It's part of the Great Windsor Park, so it's, um, it's really well maintained. They've got a lovely cafe as you walk in. And I actually love this because it's so, it's so peaceful. It's sort of changed as you walk through. You've got, it's quite flat to begin with, but it sort of takes you up on a little hill and it opens up into a sort of beautiful polo field. There's loads of animals and wildlife around but it's just green look how lovely and green it is it is it is and it's just that time of year as well where you can see um some of the leaves are changing they're going yellow and brown i, I love this time of year where you've got the season changing and you've got you know the, the heat has dropped off just that little bit you know we're just wearing a little jacket or a hoodie and you feel nice fresh and yeah, fresh, fresh and a, you know and a beautiful day okay what can you what can you smell well i mean the first thing i can smell is just like this you know the, the smell of the woods and the, the kind of trees and mm. just being oh my word that woman's baby was literally, you know, like in the movies and the baby yeah. rolls down the hill. Yeah. Her bucky was like rolling down the, into the lake. <laughs> I didn't see it. They caught it on the way down. She just caught it, yeah. There was nearly a moment where Joe Wicks had to strip himself his, his clothes oh off. Oh my word, it was like something out of um, the witches, you know, when it's like the baby's going off the cliff oh and she's still running yeah, That's not, now everyone's heart rates have risen again, so we need to bring them back down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with... Oh look, it was, an, it was an empty buggy, like, it thankfully. Wasn't. <laughs> 
Right, so back to the smells. <gasps> oh so my god. I can smell imminent fear. I can fear, smell then. fear, I can yeah. Fear and danger. But it's fear in Charlie's eyes. Producer Charlie's looking very afraid. I'm not great at describing time. like smells, but I think, I mean, the lake smells fresh. It's beautiful. There's ducks and there's loads of like, swans and stuff like, flying about, but. It's just fresh air, isn't it? It's just like out of London, yeah. it's fresh and it's... it's, like, it's I, I, I also, I think it's just like knowing that you're... It's just like being aware, even like we talk about smell, it might be for those listening, it might just be awareness of what you're breathing in. Is the air warm? Is it cold? Like, are you noticing breathing being quickly? So sometimes it's not even the smell in the, scent, in the sense term. It's just like... Do you know what one of my favourite smells is? Do you know what petrichor is? No, what is it? So petrichor is a lovely word and it's a word that describes the smell of rain when it hits the floor. Oh, you know the smell of rain when it's that... When it hits the ground, it's like there's a certain sentence you can't describe. It. It's actually there's a name for it. It's petrichor. Petrichor. There we go. We're going to use that again yeah. on the Stompcast. Write that one down. I love Charlie. that word. We got that one. Right. What can you hear? Well, there's there's some people walking by with their children. There's yeah. dog walkers. There's um. I can't. I'm not. Guys, we were really worried from a distance. We saw a pram. I saw your pram we rolling down. Had to send like, Joe no. over. He's luckily he's fit. Thought Joe was going to go over and save you. It was empty though, wasn't it? Well, yeah, we, I would have we, been in there, I would have been straight in there. I was we were recording the podca- podcast, going through the senses, and, and we had a moment of just to relax us, we had a moment of fear <laughs> as we saw the pram running down the hill. Um, oh, that's brilliant. Listen, we catch it all on the stomp cast, guys. So, smells, we, we, we want smell. I just it smell, oh, sounds, sounds. Sound. So, there's a few people walking around, you've got the lovely birds up in the trees, and I really have, con- I've recently really started to connect with nature because I used to just like always listen to music mm. or smash on you know, a podcast and be. But now, actually, when I come here, especially, I like to leave my phone in the car yeah. and truly take it in and truly sort of, you know, be, be aware of the surroundings. Otherwise, you just sort of block it out and you listen to Dr. Dre and Eminem. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So <laughs> I've got into the nature. I've got into the sounds of nature a lot more. What about touch? Um, well, you're going to laugh at me, but my, every morning I drop my little boy to nursery, and we get half an hour to go to the park. It's actually up, we might walk past it in Savile Gardens, and there's this massive giant tree, right? So. I've, got, I've started getting them into grounding where we go out in the garden barefoot and we do yeah, 10 breaths brilliant. on the ground. Brilliant, brilliant. But we hug this tree yeah. and it started off as a bit of a joke. I say, Marley, hug that tree. And he's like, no, Daddy, I'm not hugging that tree. <laughs> but now every day we walk past it, we just walk up to it and we say, we go, good morning. It's such a silly thing, but actually, well, it's, it's not, nice. It's absolutely rooted. It's nice. It's, it's, root, nice. it's rooted in science. Excuse the part. Right, go on, yeah. Well, because because when you're, what you're practicing in that moment is absolute presenteeism. You are bringing your body, all the senses back to that moment, aren't you? And you're doing something. You're, like this we, feels nice. You walk away feeling like you've done something nice well, to the tree. E- also, everything, everything in, in modern life pulls you away from nature and connection with the earth. But we are part of the planet. We are part of nature. And it's probably been humans. a thousand years too. And I'm, I never thought I'd say it, but I'm a, I'm a tree hugger. Me and Marley, every morning, Monday to Friday, well, we hug that big tree. Well, if I go, show we'll, you it, you'll see it. We're going to find a big, beautiful tree. We're going to find the tree and we're going we're we're to hug it. That's, a photo. That's an Instagram post. I can see Abby's, <laughs> she'll have a camera ready for us. No problem whatsoever. I do believe that, yeah, like, especially with young children, you can connect them with wildlife, get them, get them out with their... Because they're just, literally, the minute they walk, they're, you know, they're sticking little Nike Air Force 1s on them. They don't feel their bare feet on the ground. Yeah. So going out in the garden, obviously, when you can, get their bare feet on the grass. It's so good for their development, their balance and their walking. So I've been doing it for a while now, and they, they don't always, they're not always up for it, but I say, how do you feel? They go, yeah, I feel good, I feel energised. And they stop and do their 10 little breaths. And it's a nice little thing It's so to good for your te- I'm so, it's amazing. I mean, your, your children are very lucky because I think you are such a role model and, and in so many ways that you're such a great guy. But I think in, in teaching someone and teaching young people from a young age, emotional literacy, connection with nature, the importance of mindfulness, you're giving them such a head start in life because, you know, I think back and go, gosh, I wish I was taught that stuff when I was younger. Like an understanding how, so right, when things are too much, how do I ground? How do I stop? Yeah, I've just started listening to some podcasts. I've read a book. There's a, 
a great guy called um, Tony Riddle. He, he does like loads of barefoot running stuff, and he, he talks about grounding, and I didn't really understand what it meant, but I do really feel a slight difference in the sense of like, energy when I just go on the grass barefoot for a little bit in the morning. So yeah, that's why I've got the kids in it, and kids on it, and they love it. We've done the smell, we've done the taste. Have we done taste? No, we haven't done taste yet. Taste is a hard one, isn't missing it? Missing taste. We haven't got a coffee now. You're going to laugh, but I literally, I went out for a pizza last night to that you restaurant, Piccolino's, and I had, I had some, I had a slice on the way. I just grabbed it out of the fridge. Did you smashed it? Just cold pizza because I've, I've, I haven't eaten much today, so I thought I can't no. go there. I, I can't go to the on the Stompcast hungry. So I had a couple of slices of like burrata and like oh. induha sausage pizza. It's a little bit. That's probably what I can taste at the moment oh, still. Lovely, lovely. I can taste a little bit of. Well, I had a quick <laughs> swig. I haven't drunk much water today. That's really bad for a doctor, isn't it? So I had a quick swig of orange juice. I got in, so I just got the remnants of that there. But listen, the reason we practice these senses because even just even us going through and thinking, God, I can't think of a sense in this one. Or what am I tasting? We are just planted ourselves yeah in the moment. Got so many puns coming <laughs> here and i hope people listening have done the same whatever you've done today let it all go you know do your five senses and we're in what is in your stomping toolkit what do you need when you go you so say first thing you say you left your you leave your phone behind so what, what else do you do when you go for a walk or get out the reason i have to leave my phone behind is because i this the the urge to like, it's an uncontrollable urge to just want to do social media too. So I could do a walk and just be working the whole way around. So I always have to physically disconnect from my device because I just can't, I just cannot leave it. So that's the first thing. If I really want to have a nice walk and really de-stress and kind of be present. Second thing is just like, you know, if I'm with my kid, you know, get him in the buggy, get him nice and warm so he's happy. Because I do enjoy walking with him, with one of the babies in the buggy. But, um, I don't know, I don't, I just water, I just take water. I'm not like one of these guys that brings out rations and stuff, like loads of food. And <laughs> Do you walk with a stick? Do you, are you a, I could kind of see you like just hiking the mountains with a proper walking stick. You know, no, I'm not, not, I'm not one of those. I just literally just a bottle, always have a bottle of water with me. Probably one of the kids, but he might be on his scooter or something. But no, normally when I come here, it's just, um, I'll come on my own for like a little walk maybe. Because I actually drop him to nursery not far from here. So I can do that, come for a little walk and then I can start my day when I get home. You said about the phone. Do you do you think you're a workaholic? I think I'm addicted to like the the community and the impact. Like I've had such a massive impact on people's lives, and it's it's so nice to hear that. You know, you you've probably had a similar thing when you do um, an event or you meet people that say thank you for that podcast or the, or your, the book you wrote or something. Like these little things really make you feel good. So I'm definitely addicted to that. But I also love doing nothing. Like I'm, I'm not someone who has to be working 24/7. I can go and sit on a on a, you know, around the pool in a beach, on a beach somewhere, doing nothing and I'm really happy. So I don't really need to be doing it, but I'm so connected to my sense of purpose. It's like my mission that I'm on, that when I am here in the UK, I'm on it, do you know what I mean? And I'm always doing something, I'm always producing content or doing tours or doing live workouts and things. So yeah, I kind of, I don't know, I love it. It doesn't feel like work. When you're doing something you love, it doesn't actually feel like work. And I think I've got a good balance between impact and work and also being with my kids and sort of slowing down. Has that evolved? Because I remember, I remember um, something you said before, um, saying that, you know, a, a, is it something along the lines of flower isn't blooming all year round? And saying it can yeah, yes, yeah. Fern Cotton said on her podcast, she said, nothing in nature blooms all yeah. year round. So it's allowing those times where you can be quiet, you can be off out of the media, you can be doing nothing productive and it's okay because then things come in waves and cycles like seasons. So that's kind of a nice way of just looking at things and your sort of workflow. You kind of, You've, you've done, you had a very similar, I think, focus throughout a lot of what you've done. Some of that has evolved over time, so I think part of it's family and kids and stuff. When it comes to the stomping and getting into nature, has that changed? Has your relationship with 
nature changed over the years. 100% and it was definitely with the lockdown like I never used to enjoy walking. My brothers used to go, I'm going to go for a walk. And I go, boring. Like, I'd rather run <laughs> or get on my peloton or get on my bike. And Really? So just, you were like, I'm not that bothered no, about it? I've got like electric scooters. I've got electric skateboards. Like anything with a motor, I can just press a button and whiz along. Like a bike out of nature. Yeah, like motorbikes. I like moving <laughs> fast. So I didn't really get into walking until that first lockdown. I was doing the PE during the mornings. And then sort of in the afternoon, we had the one hour a day. So we would just literally get the kids in the double buggy. We'd go for a little blast around Richmond Park. And that was the first time... I, I just love, to, it's almost like you're walking off that stress and walking off that kind of negative energy, negative energy, but you're also talking it out as well, because when you walk, if you're with someone like your partner, you can have a nice chat and it's almost every step you take, you're sort of leaving a little bit behind and you always come back a little bit refreshed. So yeah, I really, I really appreciate it more as a form of exercise and a mental health kind of thing than I've ever done before. We're going to talk a little bit more about your kind of focus in, in, in the second part, because I really want to kind of hone in on your connection with nature and movement and things. But I think it'd be really useful to talk about how walking, going outside, even just half an hour, 20, 20 minutes, half an hour a day, can actually really benefit, really benefit your body and mind. Because I think you're one of the first PTs or people that talk about fitness who actually has recognised, I think acknowledged even the benefit of just getting out for a walk. Because people feel disconnected and alienated sometimes from traditional exercise. Yeah. Acorns, see there's this sensory. Yeah, there's some acorns falling out of the trail. There must be a squirrel up there. Do you know, funny enough, we were recording a podcast of the day and we nearly got littered on the head. With, <laughs> what, were they, what were they? Those weren't acorns. They were bigger than that. Conkers. Oh, conkers, yeah, huge. Abby nearly ended with a concussion. <laughs> boom, boom. You've got a lot of one-liners, haven't you? Ah, oh, they're coming out today, aren't they? <laughs> what was the reaction of people when you started talking more about actually getting outside, the benefits of even just walking? What was people's reaction? Was it like amongst the fitness community as well as people who are just getting into exercise, were people surprised by that? Is it like, it's yeah, how great, I think, I think my kind of, like, my narrative changed a lot over the years and it's been a gradual thing. Like, I, I used to talk about training from a kind of, yeah. a fat loss perspective. It was always about, you know, um, losing weight, lean in yeah. 15, you know, transform your body. And that was kind of all I knew at the time. But as the years have gone on, and I've realized, and I've worked with hundreds of thousands of people online and obviously with clients in the real world, I realized that what really motivates people and what's more important than the actual fat loss and the physical transformation is that mental health benefits. You know, the, the way it changes your mood, the way you have, you know, you sleep better, your relationships with your children improve, you know, you're, you're kinder and nicer to be around. There's so much more to it. And so I'm now always talking about the, the instant impact that exercise gives on your mind. It's, it, of course, it's temporary. It's not forever. You're not going to be buzzing all day, every day. But if you are someone that suffers with your mental health, you're, you know, suffering low mood and energy, if you turn to exercise and use it as a tool, you'll realise that it can actually be an amazing way of just boosting you just, just for an hour or two, whatever it may be. And that's a really powerful thing. And so, yeah, I mean, once I started sharing that, I think people go, oh, you know what? That makes such good sense. And I'm now exercising for the right reasons. And I really think that people that focus on those mental health benefits they're much more likely to sustain it and actually stick to it and continue a training program. It has been a huge shift in the last couple of years and you really have spearheaded that. A change from like weaponizing exercise where it's like this is what I've got to do to lose weight or whatever to um, I'm doing this because of how I feel. Now I've, I've actually in the last I'd say six seven months I had a bit of a time where I wasn't exercising much I was overeating eating the wrong things and whatever and I've really been like getting back to my routines and focusing on you know, my health, but doing from perspective of how I feel, I don't really weigh myself or anything like that. Yeah. But I have lost quite a lot of weight, probably a couple of stone or whatever. But that's been because I've 
gone, oh my gosh, I'm, I've not been doing the things that I enjoy in terms of my exercise. I'm not eating the things I really truly want to eat. I'm just eating because I'm busy and running around. And I've like rehoned back in. Right. But I feel so much happier in the way that I've done it this time because I've just focused on like, how do I feel? Okay, I feel like going to the gym today. Oh, I feel really good from doing that exercise. Not thinking about the numbers, not thinking about how much I've lifted or how far I've run particularly. It's just about the process. Yeah, I think it I just makes agree. the journey so much better. Because if you just see it as like, right, I feel, oh gosh, I put my waist, right, I feel like I want to lose some weight, whatever. As soon as, you, as soon as you have the mindset of weaponizing food, weaponizing exercise, you're on a back foot, I think, because you're always going to want to stop at some point. I yeah. think I agree with you. I think, you know, in the olden days, like when I first started out, in the olden days, I sound like I'm a Victorian. When I was starting out on my journey, it was like I was skinny and I wanted to change the way I looked. And it was all about body image. But as I've become an adult and a parent and I've become like, you know, I'm further along the journey, it really is, it really is for my mental health. Like my body is how it is because I eat well and I try to sleep as much as I can and I, you know, I exercise consistently. So I think when you shift your mindset from just being about like weight and inches and it's all about just beating yourself up, it's really hard to stay on track like that. And... I think, yeah, you know, the people that really go on an emotional transformation first, the physical just continually, it kind of happens as a, as a byproduct. So, yeah, I can totally agree with you. And also, you know, my philosophy really is all movement is good for you. It doesn't have to be a really intensive hit workout or, you know, a 12-week plan. It could be like going for walks or going for a bike ride. It's, there's so many ways of moving your body, and I really am championing that now. And I think walking is a great way for anybody from, you know, complete novices to someone who's really fit. It's a great way of reconnecting and getting outside and actually boosting your your mood and your energy the reason i started the stompcast is i really want it to be accessible to people so the premise is we've got these three parts um obviously we're walking for an hour but it's split into three parts so it's for you guys listening to get out for 20 minutes even 30 minutes for a, for a walk three times a week that's a great start it's a great start because you're a you're you're moving your body and you're going to benefit from that you might bump into people you might have a laugh which had a really fun interaction with with people back then that wouldn't have happened if we didn't get out get outside we're seeing new things we're noticing the seasonal change and also it's a starting point for other positive lifestyle decisions because you go well actually no i've done a good walk i want to go back i'm going to eat a meal that i think is going to be nutritious for my body or yeah, you know what maybe i will go and have my first gym session in a while because you know i feel good Feel boosted by what I've done this morning. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you're. I think it all. It's like a, a cyclical thing, isn't it? If you're sleeping well, you want to move your body. If you're moving your body, you want to eat well. It all kind of they all feed into each other, and you've just got to keep them in harmony. And it's hard because things get in the way. You know, pressure from work, relationships. There's lots of stresses outside, external things. But you've got to do the simple things that internally make you happy, that give you real energy, that give you real sense of um, focus and purpose. And that for me is just like why I promote exercise and movement to everybody all the time because it's so powerful. You've, you said you were kind of tired at the moment, which is more than understandable. So it's a good example that when I'm not saying life gets in the way very much, so I'm saying, I mean, kids get in the way, but I get, you get what I mean. Things happen in life that means that you're out of kilt slightly or something happens that puts pressure under you in some way. So how does Joe Wicks deal with the fact that he's not sleeping so well at the moment? Well, I mean, like I said, exercise, even though I'm a little bit tired, it's certainly it kind of releases because I woke up stressed and frustrated because I hadn't slept well. So if I just live with that all day and I don't do any movement, it hold, I feel it in my body. So I've done a little Peloton ride. I did 30 minutes on there today. Nothing strenuous, but I feel better for it. Like I feel like I've released that energy. So when I then, you know, go back to the kids later on, I'm a different, I'm a patient, more tolerant person. So it's, it, it has such an effect on my relationships that it's like non-negotiable for me. Hang on a sec, guys. This, right? Are there any trees around here that look huggable? Yeah, let's hug let's, Which one do you think it is? One. Let's hug that one. No, but that's not the one. That's a nice one to hug. It's that one, look, because we that's parked there. That's hard to hug. I mean, look at it. 
That it's probably like a thousand years old. Look how thick it is. So that is a thousand year old tree, isn't it? I don't know why, but I said to him one day, oh, let's hug that tree and just for a laugh. And it's just the root. We did always do it. We walk past this tree. Right, well, let's go and give it a hug. I challenge anyone listening right now, you hug the nearest tree because you'll be hugging it at the same time, kind of, as Joe and I. I'm gonna it's go a big it. tree. So you can't even get your arms around it. But like this guy. I've got long arms, though, so. Ready? I'm gonna have to, maybe I should go the other side, I think. Yeah, get over there. Shall I hug, hug this Look bit? Look at that. Like, we always say this is like um, a dinosaur's necklace. <laughs> You see? <laughs> it's actually, isn't it? I'll try and hug it this Here we way. Go. Okay. Just, just acknowledge the power and the energy in that tree. Look at that. 500 nice. years old. No, I reckon a thousand years old. And think how, like, you know, how much that's. How seen. do you measure the age of trees again? Oh, still, I can't it's all to do with the rings, isn't it? But We've I just know that's an old tree, down. and I think. Yeah, it's just nice. We do it every morning and I'll show you we go to this park around here. Did you wish that everyone wished that Joe, I'm not saying I love my, I love my dad, but did you wish Joe was your dad? Like, I feel like all I'm the kids the, are jealous. I'm, I'm trying to be the dad that I, I didn't have. Right? My dad was obviously, well, my dad wasn't about as much. He was a, he was a drug addict from a young age. So I, all these things that I do, it's like I'm thinking, I wish I had not done those. So I'm trying, I'm constantly, constantly trying to be the best dad I can. Like, so. Because you talked in your documentary about, the, well, a lot opened up a lot about the things you experienced as a child. And I think, that shapes you. You can go tie it kind of two ways, can't it? You either kind of let that like affect you in a negative way, or you take it away and go, do you know what? I want to put in what I feel I didn't have. Yeah. Do just, you feel under pressure? To, do you feel like a sense of pressure or duty to do that? No, I just want to be like a good dad. I want to be a, a loyal, faithful, faithful husband, and I want to be a, a dad that's present. And when things get tough, I want to be there. Like I want to be, I want to be able to, I want to, I want to be able to rely on me. Because that's one thing. Like I was, my life was very up and down. It was so chaotic. I didn't have any stability so for me like the most important things they feel safe and they feel loved and they know that when things are difficult like I'm always going to be there so it's not a pressure it's just genuinely I just love I love being a dad that's the that's the challenge right I want to be successful I want to have a career but I don't want to look around and go oh my god my kids are like nine or ten years old and I don't know them they don't know me so I'm constantly trying to kind of get that balance between being successful and working and having an impact on the world and just being a normal dude at home with his kids mm. you know what I mean so post hugging that tree I feel very, very relaxed. But I just want to pick up on something you said just earlier around um, the sleep. So if you'd have got up this morning and been like, God, I'm so annoyed, I didn't sleep well, I'm, a, I'm tired, so I'm not going to exercise, but I'll just eat whatever, who cares, and you're in a foul mood all day, you end up in this like negative cycle, don't you? But sometimes if you go, do you know what, it is what it is, didn't sleep well last night, and you try and bring in your, the things around you that help support your mental and physical health, so go, right, do you know what, I'm still going to go to the gym, I'm still gonna try and eat relatively well. You can kind of get yourself out of that rut. And funny enough, when it comes to movement and exercise, exercise actually helps you sleep. Yeah, so getting out and you know, do, even doing this walk now, like it's it's all gonna help benefit when we go to bed tonight. We're gonna sleep better for it, right? Yeah, I think I think they all feed into each other. But I like even if like if I I'll be honest, with you, if I had three hours sleep, there's no way I'm exercising, right? But I did probably get about six and a half, seven hours of broken sleep. So I've still got energy, but I'm just a bit tired. And I thought, look. I'm going to move my, move my body. I've done a really gentle cycle. It wasn't much, but again, it's more about just releasing the, mm. the negative energy that's in my body. And you know, some days I've got more energy and I'll train really hard. But I just think if you let go, if the exercise slips away, it's so easy to turn to the junk food and turn to the things that kind of, you know, like the, you know, the things you crave, but they're just going to make you more tired. You're going to feel you know, more lethargic. So you've really got to just keep, keep it on track. I mean, it's beautiful. Look at this quickly. Look at this lovely little stream here. A lovely I'm, climb, I'm climbing on the wall here. God, it is beautiful. Isn't I haven't it? even noticed this bit before. This is. You played, did you used to play poo sticks when younger? Yeah, I used to play poo sticks. Yeah, chuck big time. Chuck it. Chuck, we, there's not obviously a lake. We moving, don't have the flow. <laughs> moving water, but no. But this is lovely. I haven't God, actually walked. I haven't actually walked down that part it's, before. Well, this is why it's quite cool. Is that when you're out and about, you just don't know where you're going to end up. Yeah, we'll keep going. Come on, let's go and explore. If we get lost, it'll be all right.
A big thank you to Fitflop for sponsoring this week's episode and for keeping us all comfortable while out stomping with their scientifically tested lightweight trainers, boots, wellies and more. Remember to head to fitflop.com to check out the full range of men and for women. Thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode of me and Joe Wicks in Virginia Water Lake. If you're not finished stomping yet, make sure to go and listen to part two now or come back tomorrow and catch up with the next stomp. See you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.